You are listening to the VCU Writing Center Audio Workshop Series, an interactive learning tool brought to you by students of the VCU Writing Center podcast team. The Writing Center provides peer-based consultation services to students writing in all disciplines, at all stages of the writing process. We offer one-on-one consultations, group workshops, and digital resources for the entire student body. Our goal is to help you become more confident, capable writers by asking you big picture questions about your personal process and facilitating reflective discussions. In doing so, we hope to empower you with effective strategies for approaching your writing in any context, whether academic, professional, creative, or personal. We are here to be your readers and listeners throughout every stage of your creation process. For this episode, you will need a way to write. If you're old school, that could be a pen and paper, or feel free to use a digital document. Please listen closely and be prepared to follow the narrator's instructions. Making an Ethical Reasoning Argument, brought to you by the VCU Writing Center. For this episode, you'll need something to take notes with, a paper and pen or pencil, or a personal computing device with note-taking software. Throughout the recording, the narrator will prompt you with a question or to complete an activity. When you hear this tone, please pause the recording to reflect on the question or to complete the exercise. Then, when you're ready, you can resume listening. What is ethical reasoning, and how does it differ from other modes of analysis? What types of questions does an ethical argument seek to address? What forms of evidence does it consider in response to these questions? And finally, what is the nature of the answers we come up with to these questions? In this episode, we will explore these issues and terms you are likely to encounter in your UNIV 111 and 112 Focus Inquiry classes at VCU. As one of the seven core competencies of the Focus Inquiry curriculum, ethical reasoning is an important part of your academic writing at a college level and beyond. Ethical reasoning invokes concepts of virtue, goodness, and the weighing of possible benefits against possible harm. Whereas critical thinking seeks to determine what is true, ethical reasoning asks, what is right? For instance, take the case of a man who can't afford medicine that his child desperately needs. So, the man steals the medicine from a pharmacy. Ethical reasoning asks, is he justified in doing so? Think about this for a moment. Depending on your moral point of view, Maybe you came to an answer immediately. Maybe you feel that the man was wrong to steal the medicine, because stealing is always wrong. Or maybe you feel that the man's choice was obviously the right one. After all, his child's life was at stake. With questions like these, it's okay to have a strong opinion or to feel like we know the answer already. Ethical reasoning, however, asks us to go further to question our first impressions, and to think about the circumstances under which certain actions may or may not be justified. We could start by asking, what are the consequences of the act of stealing? Did the man simply walk into the store and grab the medicine off of the shelf? Or did he rob the pharmacist at gunpoint? If the man shot and killed the pharmacist in the act of obtaining the medicine, we would likely be much quicker to condemn his actions. We could also ask, What alternatives might there have been to stealing the medicine? If the man could have easily obtained it by non-criminal means, the act of stealing is harder to justify compared with it truly being a last resort. 
Of course, one could point to the mediating factors and raise broader questions about the circumstances of the situation. Is it criminal, for instance, that life-saving medicines in the United States are so expensive that individuals would face a dilemma like this? What are the ethical obligations of pharmaceutical companies who reap massive profits at the expense of the very ill? As you will see, ethical reasoning depends on the context of a situation. As we discuss different ethical reasoning thought experiments, you may be able to come to a clear-cut satisfying answer to these dilemmas. Or, you may come up with an answer, but still lack a sense of being able to close the book on these questions. You may even feel frustrated and doubtful as to the point of entertaining these types of questions. Yet, it is incredibly important that we practice ethical reasoning both in our academic research and in our everyday lives. Without considering the ethical dimensions of our research, our answers to the questions we are seeking to respond to will be incomplete. Though we may lack perfect solutions to complex ethical dilemmas, we are often required nevertheless to take actions and to make choices in response to these dilemmas. Justifying these choices, stating our reasons for advocating one course of action over another is the basis of the ethical argument. Now that we've discussed some of the basics of ethical reasoning, Let's revisit your answer about the man who stole medicine from the pharmacy. For the next five to 10 minutes, using whatever writing materials you have on hand, please pause the recording and write reflectively on this subject and your reasoning supporting your response. What assumptions do you make about the man in the situation that make his actions ethically justified or unjustified? When you're finished, please resume the recording. Now consider another scenario. You're on a trolley, which is speeding along a track. In the distance, you see there are five people stuck to the tracks. In a few moments, the trolley will collide with these five, certainly killing them. You cannot stop the trolley, and there is no time to free these people. The only thing you can do is pull a lever that will divert the trolley onto a different track. On that other track, however, you see that there is one person stuck to the tracks. If you pull the lever, the trolley will change course, and the five people stuck to the original track will live. However, you will be choosing to kill the single individual on the alternate track, who otherwise would have lived. What would you do in this situation? Is it more ethical to pull the lever and to change the course of the trolley in order to save five at the expense of one? Or is it preferable not to take action and to leave the trolley on its original track? Before you commit to an answer, let's talk about some of the different ethical frameworks that a person might use to approach this situation. If you ask me though, the answer is simple. Saving five people is always going to be better than saving one. I mean, isn't that obvious? This is a version of the utilitarian approach, which holds that ethical actions are the one that promote the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Seems pretty cut and dry to me, if you don't mind me saying so. Um, I do mind. In fact, one could raise several objections to this. Oh yeah? Yeah. For instance, what about the rights of the lone individual on the alternate track? Another ethical approach, the individual's rights approach, holds that people have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Part of that includes the right to not be harmed. Look, we don't know anything about how any of these people came to be stuck to these trolley tracks, but we do know that if we pull the lever, we'll be choosing to kill the individual on the second track. In making this choice, aren't we violating that person's rights? And if we can't rely on society respecting our basic right to life under all circumstances, then can we really place our trust in our decision makers and institutions? Hmm, I never considered that.
And that's just for starters. Another objection to the utilitarian approach is that choosing to save five people at the expense of one simply isn't fair to everyone involved. Presumably, none of these people deserve to be stuck to the tracks. Why should anyone get to decide in favor of some at the expense of another? Someone who takes a fairness or justice approach might argue that it would be better, for instance, to flip a coin to decide which track the trolley takes. I guess that would be more fair. Now that I'm thinking about it, another thing to consider is the value of these individuals to society as a whole. What do we know about these people, and how should that inform our decision about whom to save? What if the five people stuck to the first track were violent murderers, or if you prefer, pharmaceutical executives who reap mega profits while sending thousands of people who rely on their drugs into crippling medical debt? Conversely, maybe the one person on the alternate track is a scientist on the verge of discovering a cure for cancer. When we consider the effects our decision can have on society and the environment, the equation changes. This would be something like the social good ethical approach. That's right. But then there's another question to consider. What kind of person am I if I pull the lever? What kind of person am I if I choose not to? In our lives, abstract concepts such as virtue or honor can, and perhaps should, play a role in the choices we make and acts we commit or refrain from committing. Our pursuit of virtue in our individual lives have implications for what actions we may be willing to take even if they might be otherwise beneficial. In pulling the lever, you can end one life for the sake of five. But the virtues approach to ethical reasoning asks, do your personal values and principles permit you to make such a choice? What kind of person would you be if you betrayed those values? Now you'll have an opportunity to answer this question for yourself. Will you pull the lever and save five people by killing one? Or do you leave the trolley on its current course, condemning those five to die? Spend another 10 to 15 minutes writing out an ethical argument as to which is the correct choice. It may be helpful for you to frame your response in terms of one or more of the five ethical approaches we've discussed here. The utilitarian approach, the individual rights approach, the fairness or justice approach, the social good approach, and the virtues approach. Feel free to rewind the recording to listen to our descriptions of these frameworks again. When you're finished, please resume the recording. As with many other ethical dilemmas, there is no clearly defined correct answer that will satisfy all perspectives. Additionally, you may subscribe to an ethical approach that is entirely different from the five we discussed here. Of course, ultimately, it's always going to be up to your individual discretion to determine what the right course of action in a situation is. However, we hope that this exercise has helped familiarize you with making an ethical argument and the different approaches one can take to doing so. Remember, despite the fact that we rarely can know with complete certainty whether our choices are ethically justified or not, we still live in a world in which we frequently must decide anyway. To quote the Canadian philosopher Neil Peart, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Whatever you choose to do in this situation, let us consider two final variations of the trolley problem. The first is addressed to the listener who decided not to pull the lever. We simply ask, what would you do if one of the five people in the path of the trolley was a beloved family member? Conversely, if you accepted the utilitarian argument and decided to pull the lever, saving the five while condemning the one, consider a different scenario. The trolley is barreling down the same track and five people are stuck in its path as before. This time, however, there is no alternate track to divert it to. Instead, there is a very large man. 
Picture Andre the Giant standing at the top of the bridge overlooking the track. If you push this man off the bridge onto the track, the trolley will reach him first, striking him dead. Yet, the impact will stop the trolley on his tracks, and the other five individuals will be saved. Under these circumstances, is your answer the same? Or is there a difference to you between pulling the lever and pushing a man off a bridge? Let's consider another classic ethical dilemma. You may want to take out a pen and paper to record the details. The scene is a sinking ship in the midst of a torrential storm. The seas are turbulent and frigid, and all but one lifeboat has been destroyed. The lifeboat holds a maximum of six people, but there are ten people on the ship who want to board. The four individuals left behind will not survive. Which six of these ten should be able to board the lifeboat, and why? It may make a difference to you to know who these people are. The first is a woman who thinks she is six weeks pregnant. The second is a lifeguard. The third and fourth are two young adults who were recently married. The fifth is a senior citizen who has 15 grandchildren. The sixth is an elementary school teacher. The seventh and eighth are 13-year-old twins. The ninth is a veteran nurse, and the tenth is the captain of the ship. Spend as long as you like coming up with your list, and then write out your reasons for selecting these six. Which of the five ethical frameworks we discussed did you use? Or did you come up with a different approach? Are you satisfied with your answer, or do you have doubts? When you're finished, please resume the recording. Thank you for listening to this episode of the VCU Writing Center Audio Workshop Series. The 2020-2021 Writing Center podcast team is Deja Boyd on scripting, Joya Brightwell on audio, Gabrielle Gurdon on scripting, Joseph Pickert on project management, and James Vithulkas on audio. Our music by Brother Malcolm Richardson. It is our pleasure to present you with this learning resource, and we hope you have found it to be helpful and informative.